Today, my guest is author Laura Kipnis, whose new book, The Female Thing, is subtitled Dirt, Sex, Envy, and Vulnerability, which she says are the four quadrants of the female psyche in the 21st century. A lot to take on. Laura, I'm so happy to have you join our show today. Susie, I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I'm glad. This was such a treat, having a book like this to read this year, especially after the election when I'm politically minded. And I wanted to ask you, why does it seem that women today, be they feminists or doe-eyed fembots, so concerned with the notion of being defective? You know, not clean enough, not sexy enough, your G-spot isn't big enough, your paycheck isn't big enough, your motherhood is, you know, not quite up to, to par. You seem to be addressing a lot of that in your book. Well, it almost brings us back to Freud's whole notion of penis envy, you know, that women are missing Ouch. something in some essential <laughs> way. And, you know, if you look at any women's magazine or women's culture in general, I mean, it all hinges on this notion of, of female defectiveness. Something needs fixing, something needs improving. You know, so I think there's two things to say. One is that women and the female psyche and commodity culture are the world's most ultimate codependent couple. You know, you can see the way that they both prop each other up because, you know, all this defectiveness, of course, requires some new product. A solution. To, mm -hmm. uh, you know, which is always marketed, you know, in an endless succession of them, none of which ever precisely fix anything. You know, so there's that aspect. But, you know, to go back to Freud, I mean, in terms of American feminism, Freud was never a big hero, partly because most women did not take kindly to this notion of penis envy. You know, it seemed like an attack. And I actually think in many ways it's an interesting notion. You know, the idea that women are lacking something, and I don't mean that that's the truth, but that's like the psychical reality. You know, that if, if we live in a world in which all of the social power and prestige and, and wealth and political control accrues to the people with penises, you know, the majority of it does, and that's kind of incontestable to be in the class of people who don't have that particular attribute. You're saying who wouldn't be surprised if they were a little green around the edge. Yeah, yeah, and I think that has psychical consequences that it's not popular to talk about because it's it doesn't sound progressive, and it doesn't sound cheery. But you're saying, what if it's the truth? You, you talked a little bit about that when you were describing the big orgasm gap between uh, men and women. And another unpopular notion. Another, yeah, let's get popular. Um, you were putting out the fact that women do have a hard time of it, genitally speaking, because intercourse, quite literally, isn't the direct path to our ultimate pleasure. Reproduction, per se, doesn't get us off. In fact, I was kind of wondering when you were talking about that, I thought, well, it has to be that way because if our vagina was sensitive, we would all die instantly in childbirth. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of had to be point. off the table. Yeah. But you, um, you find, I mean, it was interesting because I kept wanting you to... Um, I don't know, to stick up for the clit a little bit, but you seem to be taking more of a, a distant uh, point of view and saying, look, I see all these stories that both feminists and the conservatives like to say about women's sexuality, and I'm more interested in why they cling so desperately to their different stories than anything else. Maybe you could explain that a little bit. Um, yeah, it gets kind of complicated. I mean, I... It, 
most of the sex advice manuals that you read these days have that kind of, you know, you go girl, quit oriented uh, focus to them. And, you know, it's almost like the clitoris has become this new freedom fighter. You know, it's going to, it's in the forefront of the battle for women's sexual equality. I wish she was. I really (laughs) wish she was carrying more of the weight. I'm afraid I still meet too many people who don't have a clue what's underneath their underpants. They know everything about bikini waxing uh-huh. and they don't know where their clitoris yeah, is yeah. and they still think that when the man's magic penis enters them, and I'm talking about young women, yeah. that something amazing is going to happen and that if they really love him, they will have an orgasm. It's not, it's, I mean, I feel like, oh my God, where's my, where's my Betty Dodson? Where's my Shulamith Firestone? Like quick call, a, I don't know, the fire department. <laughs> You know, it's it's so interesting because it's also kind of impossible to generalize. You know, you talk to one group of women and, and they're like, what's the problem? And then, as you say, there are these other groups of women who seem clueless about female sexuality. And I guess what I was looking at was the preponderance of advice literature and the fact that we still need so much of it does seem to indicate that there's something intractable about this and I mean I agree that education and educating both men and women about female sexuality is a great thing and you know we've all well most of us have benefited by that but the whole notion of you know women going out and having sex like the guys do also hinges on the premise that that's Possible. I mean, it's a kind of fantasy. It's a fantasy of, like, say, Sex in the City and the characters, Samantha the slut, you know, mm-hmm. who would sort of lay down anywhere for everyone and have orgasms 100% of the time, that there's this kind of immediate... And her hair is pleasure. still perfect. <laughs> yeah, she was a happy camper in all respects. And, um, and if... I mean, it would be an interesting thing to contemplate if female orgasms did occur with that regularity with anyone who you came across. Things would be so different for us, you know, no more sexual gatekeeping, the end of sexual repression. So I am interested in the way that these basic facts of female anatomy haven't always factored into the larger feminist story. 